And here we come with another exciting episode of John Texts His Online Girlfriend. And... I'm doing good. Um, so there's no way to avoid talking if you're doing one of these political commentaries, podcast, or um, YouTube, or whatever. But Man, I had the day from heck, heck, hex at work, man. Uh, you know, when you work for yourself, and, well, I started, I was going to do the show introduction, but I'll save that so I can tell this boring story. Boring stories of glory days. As Bruce Springsteen would sing. Um, man, it just felt like I, I hustled my butt off today. And when you work for yourself, you have these, these days. Um, and yes, I can't really hide it or sugarcoat it. You know, I drive for Uber and I, I drive for Lyft. And I'm an independent contractor. And, you know, you see a lot when you're out there. And, you know, it's always, it's a, any, <laughs> anything in life, you know, you got to keep an open mind. And you got to, you know, just, uh. Go with the flow, but not not too much. You know, you can't always go with the flow, but you gotta try to you know. You just gotta let, you gotta take life wave on wave. Um, you know, just as it comes at you. Life is gonna come at you all at once, and it's how you deal with it. As me and a former co worker who's uh, older than I, and I was like 30, 31, and I remember KJ Sheik. That, that was his name. He was, uh, Pakistani, but not, he wasn't like, he was like second or third generation American, but, you know, his heritage goes back to Pakistan, I, I think, I think that's what it was, at whatever, um, or no, Lebanese, maybe it was Lebanese, but anyways, he spoke like perfect English, and he was a cool guy, but was like, I never met anyone with the last name Sheik, I thought Sheik was like a title, but anyways, you know, he's telling me a story about how, you know, his house burned down and by the time, you know, he got the insurance check and he got this new job because, you know, uh, it was a, anyways, he got this new job where he and I were working and he's like, you know, I make more money here than I ever did in retail and uh, all because my house burned down and by the time we got the insurance check, you know, I was able to remodel and rebuild and uh you know the sad thing was their dog woke them up by barking and saved them from the fire and the dog perished from uh smoke inhalation and you know died before the fireman could put the fire out but uh they were able to <clears throat> excuse me save the house and remodel to where it's like a brand new house um you know, he's like, you know, that's that's life. It just comes at you all at once. And 
man, today, you know, my life's pretty good, really. You know, I mean, personally, I, I had a good day today. But when I looked at, you know, how much money I made versus how much I felt I hustled, I was like, dang, that's really not very much. You know, but that's that's the way it goes. I mean, you know, and I, you can't blame Uber or Lyft, you know. Sometimes you drive 15, 20 minutes to pick somebody up and then you realize you're driving them around the block to their friend's house because they're too lazy to walk a mile. I didn't know a car till I was 25 years old. Didn't even have a driver's license till I was 25. Now I'm 43 now. And owning a car has made me very lazy. There was a store on the corner that I walked to every day when I was up until age 25. And even after that, I don't walk there now. I get in the car and drive a, a half a block. <laughs> but, you know, um, obviously, you know, people that don't, don't own transportation and rely on the bus or on Uber and Lyft they, you know, they get um, jobs close to their house, close to their apartment, whatever. Uh, for the most part, unless they have a really good job or uh, some people with really good jobs have gotten themselves into trouble with the law and aren't allowed to drive. Um, but anyways, that's another story. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you make two, three bucks a trip. Well, you never make less than three. Um, but, man, you know, it's just one of the things. You feel like you hustled and then you go, like, yeah, but I really only worked, you know, four hours. So, you know, and it came out to like 10 or $15 an hour, you know, and different things of that nature. But, you know, anyhow, that's just a little something. Oh, it, you know what's fun is like you pick people up and you don't know who you're picking up. And, um, you know, so most people are cool or I make the most of it, you know. I, I've never had a, a bad experience really, you know. Um, and I've never given anyone a bad experience, I hope. But, you know, like people do things in the back seats of cars. And, you know, we pick up three attractive young ladies and you hear lips smacking in the back seat. And, you know, naturally your attention's going to be drawn. And you see, you know, people kissing back there. That, that happened to me tonight. They were cool as heck, man. They were nice, nice people, you know. It's just, you know, sometimes it's like, man... I'd like to, you know, get her phone number or take her. Well, I got a, I guess I got a girlfriend now. If you call online dating, dating. But, um, she's blowing my phone up. Here's the thing, you know, you just got to, you know, take the approach to it, like, you know, talk to people, show them a good time, make their life a little better, I guess, you know, and I mean, it's easy to get angry with the, the pandemic and stuff that's going on, but and it's easy to get frustrated, but, you know, at the same time, we spend you know, four to eight hours, 12 hours a day, driving on the road. Let me tell you, it's been pretty nice to have the road to myself. And sometimes, like, I'm the only Uber or Lyft driver on the road in the area where I work. 
and so you know yeah I do I mean I'm doing pretty well and if I even when this is all over and there are more drivers out you know I'm still gonna do pretty good You know, you just, you just got to hustle and flow. The cash flow don't come without the hustle. And, you know, I can't go, I'm so, so having a hard time with, like, saying, yeah, I'm going to stop working and go without pay for two weeks. And then I'm going to go back to work for other people. And, you know, put my 40 or whatever hours in and it'd be like you know wait on the next pandemic to come and be SOL I mean some Uber and Lyft drivers do this as a second job and with all this stimulus and unemployment stuff going around some people are basically getting paid to sit at home. I mean, you know, people are being paid to sit at home. They're making $600 on top of So, you know, how how do you complain? How do you how do you get motivated to go back to work when you know you're if you're below a certain income, and this was supposed to be only for tipped employees? When you're below a certain income, you're getting paid the six hundred dollars on top of your regular unemployment. <clears throat> You know, but what do I know? You know, we're going to delve into that here. Um, I'm going to talk about the, now that I've got my monologue out of the way. Um, you know... The Swedish country, has, the country of Sweden, has taken a different approach approach to handling the coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. Oh, it's been the Wuhan coronavirus, it's the China coronavirus, um, the bat virus, you know... The media has changed the name of it to be politically correct over and over. I think we settled on I think we settled on the scientific name for COVID-19. But then again, in other things, I've seen it called SARS-COVID-2. Where, where did that one come from? Oops. Yeah, where did, where did that come from? 
COVID, SARS hyphen COVID hyphen two. What the heck? You know, but so this this is where we're going with this. Um, over yonder in Sweden, uh, this is an article I dug up from BBC News, British Broadcasting Company. And they are worldwide. They have outlets uh, in every country, including the United States. Um, sweet, the article says, Sweden's strategy to keep large parts of society open is widely backed by the public. It has been advised by scientists and backed by the government, and yet not all the country's virologists are convinced. There is no lockdown here. Photos have been shared around the world of bars crammed out the door se- crammed without the door seating. Uh, long queues for waterfront ice cream kiosks, and yet it is a myth myth that life here goes on as normal. Yet it is a myth that life here goes on as normal. One, well, on the face of it, little has shut down, but data suggests the vast majority of the population have taken to voluntary social distancing. Not, that's great. That's great. A lot of Americans did that the first few days that we realized this was going to be a serious uh, issue. Uh, which is the crux of Sweden's strategy to slow the spread of the virus. Usage of public transportation has dropped significantly. Yeah, because public buses and subways are germ... are germ... Uh, canisters on a good day oops Um, you know, public buses, public subways, I mean, ugh, I mean, when, how often are those things cleaned, washed, scrubbed, in a, in a good health time, you know what I'm saying, in good time, how, how often are these things really sanitized? I mean, they should be sanitized like every few hours, you know. But I'm sure they don't. I'm sure that, you know, buses... I mean, I've ridden public buses. I've never seen anybody getting up and sanitizing and cleaning. I'm sure it happens, but how often? You know... Uh, let's see here. Back to the article. Large numbers are working from home. Good. That that's a good strategy. We use it here in the U.S. Most have refra- most refrained from traveling over the Easter weekend. That would have, <coughs> I think, that would have taken place <coughs> in the United States, whether the church ban and travel, well, travel, not really travel ban, but. Churches were encouraged to close, which is unconstitutional in the United States, but it happened anyway. Um, But I think most people have stayed home over Easter weekend in the U.S. The government has also banned gatherings of more than 50 people and visits to elderly care homes. 
So, you know, those are all common sense measures. A forced shutdown of the entire economy, eh, not so good. But, you know, given the data that our decision makers in the United States were being fed, I do believe, given the scientific data, they did what they felt was right. So around 9 in 10 Swedes say they keep at least a meter away from people at least some of the time. Uh, Up from 7 in 10 a month ago, according to a major survey by polling firm Novus. Um, you know, now it really doesn't matter how people feel. You know, governments don't, leaders don't make decisions on feelings. They make decisions on facts and this and that. Um, how serious is Sweden's outbreak? Viewed through the eyes of the Swedish Public Health Agency, it, whoops, Swedish Public Health Agency, The way people have responded is one to be celebrated. So the Swedish people are going along with recommendation. The scientist approach has led to weeks of global debate over whether Sweden has adopted a sensible, sustainable plan or unwittingly plunged its population into an experiment that is causing unnecessary fatalities and could could fail to keep the spread of COVID-19 under control. So now we're calling it COVID-19. In Stockholm, back to the article, in Stockholm, the epicenter of the virus so far, cases have largely plateaued, although there was a spike at the end of this week put down partly to increased testing. So, the spike came because they started testing more people. Still, there is space in intensive care units. Hey, that sounds familiar. The United States hasn't run out of room in intensive care units yet. Although, we're crediting it to the shutdown of the economy and to social distancing. Uh, There's... Okay, whoops. They built a field hospital and a concert venue that has yet to be used, just like the Javits Center in New York City. To a great part, we have been able to achieve what we set out to achieve, says state epidemiologist, that's like epidemicologist, Anders Tegnell. Swedish healthcare keeps on working, basically without a lot of stress, but not in a way that turns patients away. So they're not turning away patients at the doors, even though they haven't locked the country down. Just like in America, we haven't yet to hear one person being turned away from a hospital, denied a ventilator, or anything like that. Now, uh, the article goes on to say, you know, about 50% of the deaths are uh, elderly people. And some uh, foreign people from, I forget what, I'm going to link the article in the description, but 
I've done enough reading aloud for one night. Um, I think it was, uh, we'll just say Africans who've migrated to Sweden and they live um, in multi, how did he, how did the article put it? Multi-age, ages in one home. So you have like grandkids living with grandma and grandpa and the grandkids are bringing home germs. Grandma and grandpa are getting sick. The grandkids are not, basically. And we knew that would happen. That's why uh, here in Ohio and most of the United States, they shut down the schools because kids bring germs home. Um, nursing homes and so on, you know, have limited or no visitation from the outside because people carry germs in on their clothing. They can be asymptomatic and, you know, sneeze or cough and contaminate the elderly. Um, even hospitals, they're not allowing elderly patients to get visitation here in the United States. So let's look at some things here. You had several studies in Italy, Italy, 98% of the deaths were in people over the age of 80 um, or had underlying health problems. Smoking is a huge deal in Italy. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people smoke. Okay, that it causes underlying health problems. Okay, hardened arteries, heart disease, lung disease, of course, and this is a respiratory ailment, gets into your lungs, and lungs are very important to the heart. So if your lungs are already damaged from smoking and your heart's damaged from smoking, you're, you're going to be in a world of trouble. Um, so... That was a big part of the problem in Italy. So that's how how you look, look at that, okay? Also in New York, okay? 95% of the deaths were, again, people over the age of 80 and with underlying and or had underlying health issues, okay? So, again, if you have obesity, if you have, they said, they even mentioned anxiety, diabetes, um, heart and lung problems, you're going to have a hard, harder time. You're either, you could possibly die. You could be put on a ventilator until, you know, your body can heal itself or something of that nature. But let's look at this. When you add in what, look at what Sweden did. You add into that the Santa Clara study and the USC study, and the New York pregnant women study, it begs the question, was it necessary to shut down the whole United States? Um, should this evidence, you know, with this evidence, were more people in Los Angeles County, California, and Santa Clara County, California were uh, not, well, Dagnabbit, they caught the virus but never got sick, okay? They had it in them, their immune system did what it was supposed to do. Maybe they were sick for a little while and just never went to the doctor. 
uh, and this is a story I hear over and over again throughout the country. Now, that's me hearing stories from friends and, you know, different places uh, and people I meet is not scientific research, but you know, this could go all the way back to November and December in the United States. And what we see is and hear are stories of people saying, yeah, I had this weird sickness, man. I just, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was drowning. I felt like someone was standing on my chest. I had a bad fever. And then, you know, after a week or so, it went away. Well, that, those are all COVID-19 symptoms. And, you know, and then they say, you know, there are a lot of people that got it and just never got sick at all. So they're saying in Los Angeles County, it could have been anywhere from 200 thousand to four hundred thousand people that have had the virus and never got sick sounds like a typical flu season they've got they say the death rate right now when you figure in the santa clara the usc study and the study of pregnant women in new york it's like a 0.5 percent death rate that's the average cold season, or that's the average flu season, pardon me. Um, so, we're just looking at facts here. Did we need to go as far as we thought? Um, no. And now other scientific research needs to be taken into account by Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, Dr. Acton here in Ohio. And we need to... It, our, our government officials need to be informed. And the media on TV, you know, the, the main mainstream quote-unquote media, are not putting any of these, these studies out. You know, and these people have taken their research to the media. It's been published in, like, you know, the USC college newspaper, the campus newspaper. But I don't see it. Uh, posted headlines in the New York Times or the New York Post. So, you know, I don't see it headlining on CNN. Uh, of course, you know, you wouldn't on CNN, but, you know, I mean, I don't normally watch TV. I watch the president and I watch Governor DeWine's press conferences directly. That's why I don't drink bleach because I'm not a dumbass. But that's another topic. Um, so, you know, th this is out there and this is what, you know, people, when Republicans are sharing crap on social media, they need to share research and studies, you know, like this Swedish, I guess you could call it, not experiment, but the Swedish approach, uh, the, you know, Santa Clara and the USC studies, they show quite a different picture. They, they paint quite a different picture. Uh, herd immunity in some parts of uh, Sweden are already up to, you know, 26%. And they say, that, you know, that's what we need is our own immune systems to be ready to fight this. Now, the World Health Organization, I, I've seen our friends at the World Health Organization... Uh, are saying, well, just because you get it once doesn't mean you can't get it twice. Basically trying to undermine the whole idea of herd immunity, which is a, a proven scientific fact. Also, how many people get multiple colds in the winter? The cold is a coronavirus. How many people get multiple flus in the winter? And, you know, this winter's flu season was supposed to be one of the worst ever. Uh, starting back in November, or September, you know, my doctor was saying, get, get the flu shot. Get a flu shot as quick as you can. This year's flu season is going to be bad. Never thinking that this coronavirus was on the horizon. Um, but, you know, again... You know, people get sick multiple times. Some of us catch germs, viruses, 
bacterias, and we have a strong enough immune system uh, that we just don't get sick. So, you know, you, you just don't know. And that's something we don't want to play with. So we're going to wrap this up. You can research, if you're on the podcast, the Swedish approach to coronavirus. Um, I'll link this in the description. This article from the BBC, if you're on YouTube. And I hate to be all gloomer and doomer. So uh, that last piece may have been, uh, certainly wasn't uplifting, but it was encouraging that, you know, the Swedish approach, you know, did some different, Sweden did some different things. And, you know, basically their results were the same as everywhere else. There was a uptake in the, uh, the curve as it's called and it plateaued and it came down. So maybe Sweden had the right idea. But let's look at something real positive out of this. A lot of positive things have come. America comes together in um, in tragedy. Americans pull together. And you know what? Um, a lot of countries, the world pulls together. When the United States had 9-11, there was a world response. Okay? There was a huge coalition of nations that came together and said, enough terrorism. We've all dealt with it in some form or another. You know, in Japan, there were uh, people setting off uh, germ bombs, or I don't know what you would call them, biological weapons in subways. Uh, You know, you had the Irish Republican Army going around car bombing uh, Northern Ireland and so on and so forth. But, you know, the world comes together. Uh, And here's something pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what news agency. WKYC in uh, Cleveland. Stowe Monroe Falls teacher runs her own marathon through students' neighborhoods. Uh, For those of you who don't know, and, well, I don't care, you can... Google Stowe Monroe Falls and find it on a map. Uh, Nicole Pilland, P-I-L-A-N-D, fourth grade teacher in the Stowe Monroe Falls School District, mapped out a course to run 26.2 miles through the neighborhoods of all of her students while waving and greeting them from a safe distance. Pilland said she missed the kids and felt she had to do something since schools were closed the rest of the academic year. She goes on to say, I was excited and nervous. I miss my students so much. Just the chance to see them. (coughs) They always asked me, run by my house. So I was really happy to be able to do that. Pelland was going to run the Pro Football Hall of Fame Marathon, scheduled for Saturday, but after its cancellation, she decided to improvise. So this is really cool, you know. Um, it shows, you know, that the teacher that loves her students. Um, it shows, you know, unity in the community. Uh, There's a video in the article where you can see students and parents lining up, you know, standing outside in their yards to wave to her as she jogs past. It kind of looks like she's jogging some kind of a skirt, though. I don't know what that's about. But, you know, there she is jogging. Water bottle strapped to her hand. Um, caravan of vehicles behind her. You know, so she doesn't get run over or something, probably. I don't know. Anyways, you know, and that's just really cool. You know, um, 
high schools around Ohio uh, Friday night, I guess it would have been Friday the 24th, um, turned on their high their football field lights and put, you know, 2020 on the scoreboard to celebrate the class of 2020. Um, I know I live right by my school's uh, football field, so, you know, last night I came home to see the lights on the scoreboard on and the, um, you know, stadium lights lit and there were cars lined up around the stadium, you know, with seniors in them. Uh, some of them walked around the parameter of the football field, or maybe they were just walking by, I don't know, to see. But, you know, um, this shutdown, and again, given the information and modeling that our leaders had and the medical advice from the experts, you know, they did what they had to do. But man, looking back at this now, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know, so many good things were ruined. Graduation ceremonies. Now, we're still in the month of April. There's no reason why in June you can't gather the seniors and say, hey, you know, the worst is past. The worst of this has passed. Let's give you a proper graduation ceremony. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think my school district did pass out cap and gowns to students at their homes. And the seniors were given, you know, a sign to put in their front yard. Um, but, you know, I give props to this teacher, Miss Pellin, for, uh, she's kind of cute too. And she, um, you know, she did something nice for the kids. Fourth graders are, you know, a very, you know, kind of young age. You know, they're, they're very influenced um, by their teachers. So, you know, for her to go out of her way and show an act of kindness was, you know, something to give kudos to and uh, show some respect to the teacher. Um, I think teachers always get a lot of respect even though, you know, some places will have you think otherwise. But I think, you know, teachers get a lot of cred, a lot of respect. Um, and I think parents are learning a new appreciation uh, for what teachers go through. Because uh, here in Ohio, you know, schoolwork is being sent out by email or uh, being posted online. And parents are having to help their, their kids. And, uh, so, anyways, I don't want to get off the topic. I don't want to go too far. But props to Miss Pelland in the Stowe-Monroe Falls School District. Um, with that, I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Who was Footloose and Fancy Free? The Muppets, that's what it was. Moving right along, Footloose and Fancy Free. Um, so, over the next few months, now we're getting into the dirty polyticking. Um, election time. Orange man bad. There's a, there was a, a survey out, survey says... Um, a poll, a survey, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, the Democrats fundraised well uh, in the first quarter of this year. And for the first time, uh, I mean, man, this election cycle seemed to start as soon as the last one ended. But Democrats finally out-fundraised Republicans by a little bit. Um and, you know, the Democrat super PACs are saying they're going to kick in a lot of money to defeat Trump. Like they didn't try that the last time. Um, and so, 
you know, there's going to be a lot of negativity about Donald Trump out there. Um, and an article I saw today on my uh, news feed, my actual news feed that pops up as soon as I open my browser, not like Facebook or Twitter, um, talked about too much Trump. Um, who is the anyways a CNN reporter you know uh, well I'm not going to get into CNN and their crap but you know people are saying you know there's been too much exposure of Donald Trump at these press conferences he's been too combative with the media and that this could be you know the downfall of the Republicans and, of course, the way that, you know, some news outlets report things, you know, that could be seen as the case. If you watch what Donald Trump says, you know, sometimes you think, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, man, shut up. You know, just shut up. Quit while you're ahead. You know, and people forget that, you know, there are proven scientific things. When he talked about, you know, is there a way we can get, you know, heat into the body or sunlight into the body? Or when he asked the doctors, well, then could, you know, we look into if going out in the sun helps kill the virus in, in humans? You know, because they proved that, science proved that direct sunlight above a certain temperature... <coughs> that's my sinuses I don't have COVID-19 um, you know they proved that the half-life of this virus you know is killed by direct sunlight by you know the heat and also humidity over like 80% and all Donald Trump was saying is you know uh, you know, I know that there's a way to, you know, get, you know, light into the body. I know that there's, you know, there's ultraviolet therapy. There's, there are ultraviolet, violet, not violent, ultraviolet, I can't say, ultraviolet uh, saunas, if you didn't know that. And they're not as hot and not as steamy as uh, steam saunas. But they do have a good effect on the body. Uh, there was a method back in the 50s of, you know, running uh, blood through your bloodstream with uh, an enhanced amount of ultraviolet rays uh, to cure sicknesses. Um, and, of course, as antibiotics became more prevalent, that just went by the wayside. You know, why do something intravenous when you can pop a pill? Um, now, the other day, S.E. Cup, uh, who was a, a conservative, a she's a libertarian, I think. She may have just jumped off kilter and become a liberal from... The way she tweets, I don't know, but I, I don't care. If, I used she's kind of cute. That's all I cared about. And she was on um, when Fox News started show Outnumbered. She was one of the main uh, people on that show. And then I think she was on the Five at Five from time to time. And then she jumped to CNN and had to get liberal probably. Um, but she tweeted out. You know, a New York Post headline that New York City's um, poison control line has been overwhelmed with people. Uh, they in, they alluded people taking or drinking, you know, bleach and sanitizers, and Lysol even put out a public statement. This is not for, uh, not for, uh, 
use in the human body, let's put it. Not for ingestion or internal use in the body. Uh, duh. No shit, Sherlock. If you're stupid enough, after all of these years of adulting, to drink bleach or ingest Lysol, that's your own damn fault. Donald Trump never, ever, 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 ever said to ingest that. He said, can, he asked the doctors, maybe we can find something that sanitizes the human body that we can inject straight into the lungs of sick people. Never once said, go home and drink some bleach. He, he said, you know, with a hydroxychloroquine thing. He never said, eat fishbowl cleaner because it contains hydroxychloroquine phosphate. Okay? But people did stupid things and stupid is as stupid does. Alright? This, you know, blaming the president for everything is ridiculous. And this is where this idea of too much Trump comes along. Now, the last time around... The Democrats in the Clinton campaign ran an ad. And they ran a lot of ads. But... You know, our children are watching. And it showed Donald Trump, you know, I could shoot a guy in the middle of Fifth Avenue and my my people would still support me. Oh, there are rapers and murderers coming across our southern border. And it flashes on the screen. Trump says Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Never said that. Never mentioned a nationality of the rapists and murderers. He just said they're coming across our southern border. And not all of them come from Mexico. A lot of countries south of the southern border. They also come across our northern border. Don't get me wrong. They come across the east coast, the west coast. Alright? Come in from everywhere. There's no one nationality that rapes and murders any more than the rest. Okay, maybe statistically somewhere out there, but all humanoids are scumbags inherently. So, but you know, the, the big problem in the United States and Clinton, the Clintons, both of them, Hillary and Billy, both said it. We need strong border security. Nancy Pelosi said we need to cut off our southern border. Uh... Who's the other crackpot? Well, it don't matter. All the Democrats from California are crackpots. Barack Obama said it. Um, You know, Joe Biden said it. They all say it. At one time or another, they've all said, we need stronger support on our southern border. Um, But, you know, when Trump says it, It becomes the Antichrist, the word of the Antichrist. Nonetheless, he never said to drink cleaner. Bleach, Lysol, Pine Sol, Generosol, whatever you want to call it. Never said to ingest those things. He just said, can we find something maybe that can sanitize the human body from the inside? And, you know, that's basically what antibiotics are. You know. You know. It's always said, you know, he brought up the hydroxychloroquine and a lot of people said they were getting great results from it. 
when they put you know hydroxychloroquine with erythromycin and zinc, they had good results in you know New York and other places. There was a celebrity who was a you know famous Trump hater tweeter going, you know my doctor put me on this and this and this, but I feel I really felt better when he put me on hydroxychloroquine. It was all over the news. They were all saying it. The original study came from France that, you know, this hydroxychloroquine could be the next great thing. You know, and now they're saying, well, it made no, made no difference. Makes no difference. Well, at the that's at the worst. Now, for some reason, somewhere, um, the VA, Veterans Administration, did a study, very unscientific, very small sampling, and decided that, you know, more people died when they were given hydroxychloroquine. Now, it's been a malaria drug and prescribed for people with arthritis. And everything Trump says, he says, ask the medical experts. Ask your doctor, under doctor supervision, with a prescription. All of these things. And a lot of people were hailing hydroxychloroquine as a possible save-all. But then, you know, one negative article comes out and you know this this is just how it goes with the media and Donald Trump. And it's ridiculous. You know, he never really said put sunlight into the body. And he looked at his medical experts and said, can we try this? Can we see if this works? And you know what? It's been done in the past. Ultraviolet light. That's what comes from the sunshine. And doctors in the past experimented it with it as a cure. I linked it in one of my videos the other day. So, you know, this stuff is not outrageously far-fetched for Trump to say these things, you know. But you get dummies You know, the media tells you, I've said this forever, the media tells you their opinion of what Trump or whoever says. That's why you've got to watch it for yourselves. you got to nerd out a little bit in this time. And so, with that, you know, Trump is going to start taking a lesser role, I guess, in these press briefings. Um, he has been for a while. The other day, they had a 21-minute press briefing. Um, and you know what? He's just sick of the media falsifying his statements and twisting what he says. And he's not afraid to call them out on it. So you're going to see. A ton of advertising this fall. Probably starting soon. I don't watch that much television. So I can't tell you. But bashing Trump. And they're going to have all these little clips. From all the little press conferences. Going orange man bad. And they're going to show you. 
the three or four words that Trump said, and then they're going to show you the headline of, you know, poison control gets an increased number of calls from people drinking bleach because Donald Trump told them to. And they're going to brainwash you into that, man. And this is why, you know, Republicans, conservatives, whatever you are, libertarians, people that support the president and that want to see the House and the Senate work together with the president. And that means they're going to have to have a Republican House and a Republican Senate. They're going to have to be careful what they post in social media, and they're going to have to post scientific fact, not their opinions, not stupid memes that got me in trouble with Facebook the other day when it was obviously a joke. You know, um, but anyway, that's just how it's going to go. So with that, we're going to end this podcast and video. An hour is long enough, I think. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time you're watching this. God bless you and pray for one another. Until next time.